When I was in university, I joined a local chapter of Amnesty International. Amnesty International is an organization that speaks on behalf of prisoners of conscience. Prisoners of conscience are people who are in prison not because they've committed a crime, but because of their race, religion, or political views. It also refers to those who have been imprisoned and or are persecuted for the non-violent expression of their conscientiously held beliefs. And I joined because, as a Christian, I believe that it is our duty to speak out for all human rights. And we know that there are a lot of Christians around the world who are in prison simply because of their Christian faith. And let me say at this point that there is no such thing as Christian rights or women's rights. There's no such thing as gay rights or black rights or even disability rights. All human beings have the same human rights. The only group that we can say has a different set of rights are children. And the Catholic Church stands for all human rights, including the rights of the unborn. But why am I going on about this? Well, because of this new so-called anti-gay law in Uganda. Let me be clear that the church teaches that homosexual acts are unnatural, and the church will never recognize the union of two people of the same sex as marriage, because it's not. But our support for marriage and family life has to be accompanied by advocacy for human rights, the rights of all human beings. Father James Martin, editor of the Jesuit America magazine, said in a letter to the Huffington Post that, as Christians, we are concerned with affronts to human dignity, which is at the absolute heart of our Christian beliefs. And as Catholics, we look to the catechism, which enjoins Catholics to treat gays and lesbians with respect, sensibility, and compassion, and to avoid every sign of unjust discrimination. Today, I join Father Jim and the voices of all who oppose violence and discrimination against all people, gays and lesbians included. I'm reminded of the famous quote by prominent Protestant pastor Martin Niemöller, an outspoken opponent of Hitler's Nazi rule. He said, First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out, because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello, I'm Deacon Pedro. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. First off, we have four winners today. Helen Suarez, Kevin Shaw, Juliana Buero-Goats, and Jack Sable. Sable, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your names. Helen Suarez, Kevin Shaw, and Juliana Buero-Goats have each won a copy of last week's featured band Full Armor's album, None the Same. And Jack Sable, or Sable, wins a copy of Dorothy Cummings McLean's book, Ceremony of Innocence. Congratulations, all of you. I am again sorry if I mispronounce your names. We're going to be contacting you shortly to send you your prizes. And remember that we're giving away prizes every week. So if you'd like to win a prize, just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org radio, 
enter your name and email address for a chance to win. You can also write nice things about us at facebook.com slash slradio1 and we'll make sure that you get entered into our weekly draw. Today, Sister Marie Paul Curley returns to talk about some Academy-nominated films. That's in about 15 minutes. In our second half hour, we'll be speaking with Michael Stark about the Truth and Life Bible app. If you struggle with reading the Bible, this is for you. And our featured artist... Uh, is a new young singer-songwriter. Her name is Marie Miller. We actually heard about her last week as she's going to be doing the music at the Behold Conference today, March 1st. We're going to be speaking with her at the end of the program, but we begin with one of her songs. Here's Marie Miller with Six Foot Two from her album, You're Not Alone. Lord, I've been praying for somebody I have never seen and I don't care what he looks like As long as he loves me No, I'm not particular But could he have blue eyes Just like the sky And blonde hair Wavy and light And six foot two Is my favorite height But Lord, I don't care what he looks like So lonesome Waiting for him to come around But if you're teaching me patience I'm willing to wait this one out Oh, I'll be patient But could we meet by the first of July So we'll hold my hand As they light up the sky and That was Marie Miller with Six Foot Two from her album, You're Not Alone. And we're going to be speaking with Marie in our second half hour. And in about 10 minutes, Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. But first, Alicia is here with our news. Yes, and it's been a full week, Pedro. Mm -hmm. Um, Last weekend, of course, Pope Francis created the first cardinals of his pontificate, the 19 cardinals, most of whom were from Latin America, 
or not Europe and not North America. Yes. Um, he, he gave a spectacular homily. I know you were following it. Yes. The key thing... Not as early as you were. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was up for the game. <laughs> the key message in that homily was that cardinals are not courtiers. He actually said cardinals are entering the Church of Rome, not a royal court. Yes. We have to avoid behavior typical of a royal court. So good. Fabulous. So Fabulous true. homily. I mean, Exactly, but fabulous homily, which can be read on the Salt and Light blog. Yes. And then, the next day, after the consistory hoopla was over, Pope Francis unveiled the first of his total overhauls of the Roman Curia. Mm -hmm. So he created two different offices to deal with economic issues, the, the financial aspect of the Vatican. Now, one is... It will be called the Economic Council, account or Council of the Economy, mm-hmm. and it will be made up by 15 people. Eight of them will be prelates, cardinals or bishops. Seven of them will be lay people with specific professional experience in the area of financial administration. And then above that council will be the Secretariat of the Economy. So until now, the only other secretariat at the Vatican is the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. He's created a second one, He's shown how important this is to him by calling it a secretariat. Mm -hmm. And he has appointed Cardinal George Pell to lead that secretariat. Yes, of Sydney. So Yes, of Sydney, Australia. So, you know, watchers are saying this really shows how serious Pope Francis is about the the overhaul of the Curia. And the fact that he's making all of these moves without actually having finished the rewriting of of the Constitution... Mm -hmm. It's huge. And, of course, people are saying if you're going to appoint a cardinal to, like, lead this new secretariat to totally overhaul the financial aspects, they're actually going to start budgeting for the first time. Wow. And the secretariat will be the office determining whether you can hire someone. So it's basically HR. Can we hire? Do we have the money to do it? Makes sense. If you're going to appoint anyone, Cardinal Pell makes sense. He's the one. He's known for this. Good. Um, of course, Pope Francis has also been calling for peace in Ukraine and Venezuela. Yes. Um, he called during the Angelus. He, he called for peace in the Ukraine. And then during his general audience, on he called yeah. on all people of Venezuela to work together to create dialogue. And then he actually asked everybody, all the faithful, to, play, to pray to Our Lady of Coromoto, who is the patroness of, of Venezuela. Venezuela, to yeah. b- bring peace. And that situation is... Tense and getting it is, and a lot of people don't know about it in North America, especially it's not being reported. And this is after the Pope on Tuesday preached about war. Exactly, that was also a powerful homily. He said, "Compare a child, a sick child, or a starving child in a refugee camp, Mm -hmm. to the dining rooms of the people who run the arms trade. Compare those two things." And look at that difference. Mm. We should be weeping every time we see. It should provoke weeping Yes. every time we hear about war, but it's become just another word. Mm-hmm. There was one more story, but I think I'm out of time. No, no, no. No, <laughs> you're not, actually. So this one, this one was quite interesting. Now, um, the new Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, he is the head of the yes. Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. He is seen He's as got being... a new wardrobe. He has a new wardrobe. <laughs> but he is seen as being very much in line with Benedict, with Pope Benedict. So yes. people see him as very, you know, conservative. German. Yeah, it's very German. <laughs> what people don't realize is that 
he actually spends his summers, or he used to, in Latin America. And that's where he met Father Gustavo Gutierrez, the so-called father of liberation theology. So he's actually written books based on the principles behind Gutierrez's liberation theology. The most recent one is called Poor for the Poor, the Mission of the Church. Mm -hmm. It has a preface by Pope Francis. And Gustavo Gutierrez was at the book launch on Tuesday to talk about the book. Nice. And I know what you want me to talk about. You want me to mention (laughs) (laughs) that during the book launch, he was given a gift. Gerhard Mueller was given a gift, a poncho, a Peruvian poncho, typical of what the campesinos wear. And he actually put it on. And if you go to at Vaticanections or at Deacon Pedro, you can see we have tweeted and retweeted and favorited photos of Cardinal Mueller With wearing this poncho. This he poncho. Looks great. It's, it's a very attractive it's a new piece look. of wardrobe. It's yes, a new I look. Like it it's Cardinals. a new look. The red zucchetto and the campesino and poncho. poncho. Yes. So it, I think it just goes to show what universal means for the church. Very good. There okay. you go. Thank you very much, Alicia, for that. Um, wardrobe News with Alicia Ambrosio. <laughs> Our news producer, Alicia Ambrosio. Be sure to watch Alicia every week on Vatican Connections. You can watch it on demand at saltandlighttv.org and you can follow her at Vatican Hello, everyone. I'm Rosanna Reverso, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can find me at deaconpedro.com and also on Facebook. Search for Deacon Pedro, and my Twitter handle is at deaconpedrogm. And now it's time for Saint of the Week with Andrew Santos. Andrew. Deacon Pedro, how are you? I am good, thank you. And you? Listen, your reach is going so far beyond radio now that you have a Twitter handle. I love listening to your opening segment. Now you can follow me, my Twitter handle, Deacon Pedro. As long as, as, long as you're the one. Up in the world. As long as you're the one following me. Are you following me? Because I don't know. <laughs> dun, 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 I don't think uh, I have enough followers. Yet, but I'll get on that. Yeah, well, there you go. There's, there's the plug. Follow me on Twitter. So who's our saint? Uh, we're going to look at St. Casimir. Saint Casimir. Saint Casimir. We are Polish? into a new month. He's a Polish. Uh, yes, he's Polish. Actually, okay. he's the patron saint not only of Poland uh, but Lithuania too. Casimirs. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know about. It. I mean, I know the name, but I don't know anything about him. So tell us. Okay, so here we go. Casimir grew up in a world, Deacon Pedro, where his life was not his own, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually tend to hear that a lot about these holy heroes, these holy men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a prince of Poland, he was the second son of King Casimir and Elizabeth of Aus- Austria. Uh-huh. Um, basically, the way his life was planned, it was kind of like scheduled to, I guess you want to say, cement his father's authority and increase Poland's power. So Casimir realized from an early age that his life belonged to someone else. Uh-huh. It didn't belong to King Casimir, his father, but it belonged to a much higher king. So despite the pressure, the humiliation, and rejection, he stood by that loyalty through his whole life. Uh-huh. So he was the third of 13 children. Wow. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, Third of 13 children in 1461, uh, Casimir was committed to God from childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, We tend to hear that a lot in the stories of the saints. Some of that commitment was the result of a tutor, uh, of a personal tutor to him, whose holiness encouraged Casimir on his own journey. Uh So when we look at the stories of all these saints who are rich and wealthy, um, it may be hard for us to actually imagine royal luxury as a pressure. But for Casimir, Deacon Pedro, the riches around him were temptations to forget his true loyalties. Hmm. So rebelling against the rich, fashionable clothes he was kind of expected to wear and enjoy, he wore the plainest of clothes. 
Mm-hmm. So he rejected ordinary comforts. He slept very little, a uh, very common um, feature, yeah. uh, spending his nights in prayer. And when he did sleep, he lay on the floor not on a royal bed. Huh. So even though he was a prince, many of those around him must have laughed and kind of joked at what he what he wanted to do, right. at his choices. Yeah. Yet in the face of any pressure, any pressure, I should say, Casimir uh-huh. was always friendly and calm. Right. So, though his father must have wondered about him, he must have seen and admired Casimir's strength. Uh, he showed that he must have understood this strength when he sent Casimir as head of an army to take over the throne of Hungary. So, Casimir felt the whole expedition was wrong, but was convinced to go out of obedience to his earthly father. So, he could not help but feel at every step that it was disobedient to his other father. So, when soldiers started deserting, he was only too glad to listen to the advice of his officers and turn back home. So, his feelings were confirmed when he discovered that Pope Sixtus had opposed the move. Okay. His father, on the other hand, was actually really, really furious with him, uh, was really furious at being deterred from his plans, and banished his own son, Casimir. So, Casimir's commitment to what he believed was right only grew stronger in his exile. And Casimir refused to cooperate with his father's plans anymore, despite the pressure to give in. Hmm. So he even rejected a marriage alliance that his father tried to form. Like, uh, marriage right. alliance yeah, yeah. in the same, in the sense of, like, a marriage that's set up. Yeah, 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 it was very So common, yeah. he participated in his uh, true king's plan wholeheartedly by praying, studying, and helping the poor. Hmm. So he really um, believed in the whole uh, essence of outreach. That right. was very important to him. He died very young, which is very unfortunate. He died at the age of 23, Deacon Pedro, in 1484 from lung disease. Really? So he was buried with his favorite song, interestingly enough, a Latin hymn to Mary called Omni Di Dic Maria, uh-huh. which we know as Daily Daily Sing to Mary. Hmm. Because of his love for the song, it is known as the Hymn of St. Casimir, though he didn't write it. So we know that Casimir is the patron saint of Poland and Lithuania. Okay. So perhaps a... A question to reflect upon during the week. Where do your loyalties lie? Ha, huh, good. Where do your loyalties lie? And we remember him this coming Tuesday, March the 4th. Um, St. Casimir, pray for us. St. Casimir, pray for us. Thank you very much, uh, Andrew Santos. Hi, I'm Sarah Kroger, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. My name is Deacon Pedro. You can like Salt and Light Radio on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash slradio1. Also, stay connected with your name and email address at saltandlighttv.org slash radio for a chance to win cool prizes. And now it's time for... Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister, I, I guess I'm, it's Happy New Year. Oh, yes, it is. This is my first uh, time being on for the yeah, 2014. 2014. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> and it's, let me guess, it's Academy Award time, right? That's right. Pedro, uh, Deacon Pedro, what do you think about the Oscars this year? You know what? I, I'm excited when I saw the list because they all look like they're fabulous films. Unfortunately, I had only seen one of them, so I'm going to be doing a lot of catching up in the next week or so. Um, watch it. The only one I watched was Captain Phillips, but I haven't seen any of the other ones. But they're all films that I want to see. A lot of times, the 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 the, the nominate the the best picture nominations mm. are not films that I want to see. But these I do. 
Yeah, I, usually, I mean, for me, an Oscar nomination definitely means that it's uh, a film has some kind of achievement. Um, I, and I love the fact that it, the Oscars really recognize all those levels of meaning making that you have in film. You know, not just uh -huh. the acting and directing, but the music and the visual effects yes. and the writing. So it, it is an exciting time. So mm -hmm. I picked out, I mean, there's no way I could cover all the Oscar nominations this week. No. So I thought what we could do is just talk about two that I'd really like to hone in on. Okay. Um, that maybe people would be interested in and maybe they've seen and they haven't thought about them as much or, or, or maybe they just haven't sure. decided whether to see them. So sure. the first film I want to talk about is A Gravity, okay. which was nominated for 10 Oscars. So yes, beautiful. So it's great on all those levels um, mm -hmm. that we were just you know, talking about. Uh, it's the story, for those who don't know, it's the story of two astronauts on a routine space station mission who um, have, there's a disastrous accident that happens off screen. Um, and they are left floating in space, desperately trying to survive long enough to get back to Earth. Hmm. So artistically, we're out in space, um, and it's a stunning film to watch. Uh, that Sandra Bullock's performance is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but for me, and, and you know, I'm jumping right to Windows to the Soul here because this is a survival film, but uh -huh. for me this film really puts us in our place in terms of understanding the words of Soulmate, you know, the majesty of God, mm. because, you know, you see this tiny person in this vastness of space, and visually that just says it all. So we, we have the smallness of the human person, and yet we have, through the narrative of the film, uh, it, the film offers us the hope that God is mindful of us, that we're not insignificant, hmm. that there's a reason for our being here, you know, um, that we are crowned with glory and honor, even though we're so small in the vastness of space. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, initially I was a little worried that I might get bored with the film because right. I was an astronaut floating in floating space. in space for two hours. I know, but I wasn't <laughs> bored at all, and you yeah. know, partly it's because I love space. I love looking at space. Partly it's because of the performances, but. Partly it's the way the film is paced, but really it helps. The film like draws you right into the astronaut's experience. Mm -hmm. And with them, I think we feel this huge range of human emotions. Good. Um, I, I have to say that in one of her interviews, um, Sandra Bullock talks about the lack of gravity being a metaphor for the lack of control we can feel in our life. But for huh. me, um, gravity is a great theme. Because it's a great metaphor about you know, the plan of God for us. Is, is God the ground of our being? Is he the one that, you know, that sets us in a direction? Um, and mm -hmm. so it's their, it, the gravity becomes our greatest hope that you know, gravity will draw them back to earth. Wow. Um, so it's, it's just, it's, a, it's not just a cathartic film. It has a lot of depth to it, and I really, I, I recommend it. It's rated PG or uh -huh. PG-13, depending where you live, but not because of the usual reasons, but simply because this could be a very scary yeah. film for children, because it's, the characters are in so much danger. Mm -hmm. um, the second film yeah. uh, that I want to just jump into is Saving Mr. Banks. Okay. And this is a Disney film that's not exactly a Disney film. It's the fascinating story of the collaboration, or better put, perhaps <laughs> the lack of collaboration, yeah. between Walt Disney and the writer of the book Mary Poppins, uh -huh. uh, P.L. Travers. And it's based on a true story of you know Disney trying to convince Travers to let him make a movie of her book. Um, there is, there are some very serious themes in this movie, which is why I think even though this film has a Disney feel, it doesn't totally play as a Disney film. Um, there's a number of scenes showing the consequences of alcoholism, uh -huh. and really the, the depth of sadness of one of the characters is so strong that I think in places it really threatens to overwhelm the joy of the film. Right. Um, even at the ending, you know, 
Um, but I have to say, if you grew up living Disney, this is a must-see film. Okay. And it has a lot of great um, lines in it. Um, of course, Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson are fantastic yeah. actors. Um, but one of my favorite themes in the film is really the power of stories and the power of storytelling in our lives. You know, our own history and then, you know, how we, how we vision the story and the meaning of our lives and mm -hmm. the lives of our loved ones. And then, of course, we can take it as Catholics a step further and think about what's the most important story for us, the story of Jesus coming to save us. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, as Disney helps to transform Travers' vision of her life, so Jesus helps to shape our understanding of ourselves and our story. Hmm. So nice. uh, I found this film deeply touching and well worth viewing for older children and adults. And again, it's I think it's appropriately rated at PG and PG-13. Okay, good. So both those films could be family films, Gravity maybe for older kids. Um, thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching both those films um, and all the other ones too. Me too. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. Sister Marie Paul is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul, and you can read her blog at windowstothesoul.wordpress.com. You can also follow her at Sister M. Paul. Hi, this is Douglas Hutchings with Full Armor Band, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You can podcast our show for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio, and that's also where you can now listen to Christian music live all day long on our four Salt and Light Radio playlists. Just pick the playlist that you want and click on the play button. Now, we hear a lot about vocations, but to be honest, I think for most of us, it's not apparent. What is being done to promote vocations. I'm now joined by Sister Kathleen Kelly. She's a, a Sister of Social Service and the President of the National Association of Vocation and Formation Directors. Sister, welcome to the program. Thank you. So, what is um, the, the National Association of Vocation and Formation Directors? It's a, a group of r religious men and women who are working with from the religious community, working together to help promote vocation culture throughout Canada. Okay, and, and so it's specific to promoting religious vocations? We are aiming at religious vocations, uh -huh. but with all the people we meet, it doesn't necessarily mean they will become a priest or a sister right. or a brother, uh -huh. that they will become the best person that they are called to be, be it married, single, whatever. Right, exactly. And there's the four vocations, the married life, the single life, the ordained life, and the religi religi religious life, correct? Um, now, once a year, you have a conference? We have a conference every two years. Okay. And, and the one in this, there's one this year, it's coming up uh, on March, uh, March, <laughs> March 9th to the 12th. So that's coming up and it's going to be in Toronto. Can you tell us about the conference? Yes. There are over 100 people that have registered. The conference is called Promises, Prophecy, and Hope. Uh huh. And the guest keynote speaker is Sister Barbara Reed, right? She's a, a Dominican a Dominican sister yeah. from um, Catholic U uh, in the United States. Uh huh. As well as Father Frank Morrissey, um, oh, the OMI. Yeah, he's an oblate. Yeah. Uh, yes, who will be talking about. Um, the canons that go with accepting older people into religious life. Okay, yes. As well as nine workshops offered for the 
um, participants to choose from. Right. So who attends this conference? Is it only for members of the, uh, of the association? Members attend, but there are major superiors. There are other people that are other religious, as well as lay people. Lay people are, are giving some of these workshops, too, uh-huh. um, who are interested in promoting vocation culture. So let me ask you about that because uh, so vocation what is what is vocation's culture what, what do you mean vocation culture is that we are called everybody's called because of his or her baptism mm-hmm. to be the best whatever it is God has in mind for us is the way we talk about it uh-huh. being called to be um, because of their baptismal call priest brother sister married single Okay. That's vocation culture. That's what the church calls us to. And 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 then is it your hope then that 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 culture permeates uh, the schools, the 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 homes, and everybody uh, is comfortable with that idea that that we are called to 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 live our call to holiness in one of those four states. Absolutely, and also in the church. Oh yeah, Not of course. Just the school. <laughs> of course, and the yes, home, yes. But in the church, <laughs> yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Now, sister, so you said it. It takes place every two years in Canada, so it's in a different city. It usually goes west next time, but okay. where the conference will decide when we gather at our annual general meeting, where it will be two years from now. Okay, so. Um, um, so March 9th to 12th, it's going to be in Toronto, but I understand that registration is not closed. Um, so maybe uh, I, I know that you have a great uh, group of speakers coming. I'm going to be there, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing some of these workshops. Um, if people want to find out more, there's a website, vocations.ca, and that's not just for the conference, but there's all kinds of inf- vocations information there, correct? A great deal. Great a great deal. deal for everybody. Okay, good. Thank you, Sister Kathleen, for sharing uh, all that information with us today. Thank you, Pedro. Sister Kathleen Kelly is the president of the National Association of Vocation and Formation Directors. And again, you can learn more about vocations and vocation culture at vocations.ca. Coming up in our second half hour, will you be downloading Jesus This Lent and a featured chat with singer-songwriter Marie Miller? So don't go anywhere. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Just last week, I was meeting with some parishioners and they were expressing how frustrated they get when trying to read the Bible. I can't understand it or it's too long. Those seem to be the two main complaints. And I always tell people that we need to read the Bible but also study it. We need to read it with a guide. And there are a lot of resources out there to help you do just that. And now there's a new app and resources. It's called the Truth and Life Bible that may be exactly what you're looking for. And to tell us all about it, I'm now joined by executive producer Michael Stark. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Deacon Pedro. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to share our Absolutely. audio Bible app with your audience. Absolutely. So the Truth and Life Bible, what is it? Well, what it is, is originally we, uh, we made an audio Bible, which is uh, the New Testament, right. only the New Testament, using uh, well-known celebrities from all over um, English-speaking countries, from uh-huh. the U.K. to uh, the States and, and beyond, yeah. um, to, uh, to voice the, uh, the people that are in the New Testament. Right. And it has, it has grown into a, a Catholic toolbox, if you will, 
uh-huh. um, we made an we made an app um, after the CDs came out, and it has turned into uh, what we're going to talk about on the show today. Yeah. So so the 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 audio Bible is one thing, and people can purchase that as as an audio Bible. And I'm sure actually I know that they play it on some radio stations, even Spirit Radio. Some of our listeners of Spirit Radio, I know they listen to to that audio Bible in the new book, the the Good News Club. Um, so that's right. one thing, right? And people can just buy that's those CDs. Better. So if people wanted to buy the audio Bible, they can do that, right? That still exists. Yes, they can, they can buy the CDs at a number of different uh, locations. Um, we hope they're in the Catholic bookstores across the, uh, across the country. Yeah. Um, and it's also available online at a number of different places. Okay, yeah, and we're going to leave people with that website. So that's one thing. Now, now the app... Because not to get people confused, the Truth and Life Bible app, how is that different? Well, the, the CDs are just that. They're CDs. It's like anything else. If you buy an album or whatever uh, on a CD, and that's what you get. Yeah. An app is, uh, is a very interactive uh, device or, or application is what they're called. Yeah. It goes on your device where you can, you can navigate through the Bible. Um, we have added the text of the Old Testament. Uh-huh. as well as the New Testament. Uh, you have an index where you just tap, like at the top of the page, let's say at the beginning of Genesis 1-1, you tap on that, and you'll get a drop-down grid uh-huh. of every chapter, all 73 chapters, and you just tap on whatever book you're looking to go to. Let's say you're going to John. Then all of a sudden you'll get a drop-down of the chapters. Uh-huh. And let's say you go to 2. Then you get a drop-down of the um, verses. Let's say you go to 3, and uh, you're at the wedding in Cana. Okay. And that it works tap 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 or click 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 you're where you want to be in seconds so it's really easy to navigate now the the version that i have i can also uh listen to it being read so is that how to, that's available for all for everyone is that the same audio that's the yes. cd's yes it's the same audio what we've done with the app is we're giving people the free portion of it comes with the complete text of the bible the index, the search tool, and a lot of wonderful links, which we'll get into later. Uh-huh. Um, and you get the audio of Mark. We're giving people a sample. Okay. Or like uh, Sirius XM Radio does. We get a little sample of the, uh, of the Bible, which is two hours, the complete Gospel of Mark, which is the first uh, chapter to be read during this year's Lent. Uh-huh. So you can read and listen to, because the text is synced up with the audio, so what's being read is being highlighted. Yeah. And you can listen to it and... Um, yeah, you read along. Yeah. Mark for free, and okay. then you can purchase the rest for an additional nineteen ninety five, or I think it's nineteen ninety nine in Canada. They want the extra four cents. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so people, if people wanted the full audio, if they wanted that experience, they can read along. Uh, um, they can purchase the full audio. Now, tell me about the links, because because I know there's is not just the text of the Bible. So, what other uh, 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 links or resources are there available with with the app? Well, we've got uh, Zenit, which is the Catholic news agency out of Rome. Um, mm-hmm. Very good friend of mine, Father uh, Jim Mulford, who is the publisher and founder of Zenit, yep. allows you to get into his website and you can link up uh, in whatever language you are speaking, whether it's French or Spanish or English or whatever. It's all available to you on the Zenit agency uh, website, which will tell you what's going on around the world. Yeah, so Zenit Then we have news. Father Barron. Everybody knows and loves Father Barron. Father and Robert Barron, yeah. Word on fire. And, yeah. and his, his website's there, and you can listen to his commentary, you can watch his videos, you can read his blogs, his articles. That's all there as well. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have 
the Archdiocese of Chicago's homepage, which is going to be changed out for the daily readings eventually. Um, okay. We're working on a couple of wonderful new things, and uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit, but one of the things we're, we're looking to put in there is the daily readings, um, and we are working with uh, EWTN and the USCCD on that okay. um, to get the daily readings. Um, uh-huh. Then you have Word Made Clear, which is Father Jim McElhone, who many know uh, around here as you know, the renowned biblical scholar and expert. He is the uh, uh, director of the biblical formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago, and he's made this website, which basically is a Bible study, half-hour segments, which tell you who these portrait painters are. Uh-huh. Mark, Luke, and Johnny tells you who they are, why they wrote it, when they wrote it, or what they were talking about, and also the biblical origins of the Mass. So it basically explains the Mass to people that are like, why, why are we using consubstantial now, and why is it with right. this period? He explains all of that in, in simple, easy-to-understand uh, formats, and he also has maps and charts and all kinds of cool stuff in there. And last, but certainly not least, is Jeff Cavins, The Great Bible Adventure, oh, yeah. which gives you a timeline. So with our app, which starts with the cornerstone, which is the Bible, uh-huh. you add to that Jeff Cavins, who tells you when, Father Barron, who tells you all about Catholicism, Father Macklin, who tells you who, uh-huh. and then you've got uh, the addition of, uh, of Zenit, some of the Southern material, that will help you in your faith with, Beautiful. with other aspects. Beautiful. So those are the, those resources or guides that are going to help people read through the Bible as well right. as nourish their faith. Now, so all that comes with this app. Sounds like it's expensive. Uh, it sounds like it's free. <laughs> <laughs> really? All of that, all that's free. Uh, I know there's an app out there right now that uh, explains the mass to people. And I think it's twenty five dollars. Mass explained, yeah. No, the only thing, the only thing that costs money on our app is if you decide you wish to purchase the additional 20 hours of audio for the New Testament, uh-huh. that is available for purchase as is, and we just finished this up late here, the Ignatius, the official Ignatius Study Bible. Uh-huh, yes. And that is also available for 19.95. but if you buy that as well as the additional audio combined, it's $29.95, uh, so there's 20 percent discount for purchasing them both at the same time, which makes sense. Right, right. But if people don't want that, they can get the app with all the links, all the resources, the text of the Old and the New Testament, all the books, all that for free. Uh, along with the audio of Mark. Along Correct. with the audio of Mark, of course. Okay, so Lent. It's starting up next week. There's a challenge. Tell me about DownloadJesus.com. Well, what we've got is... Um, a gentleman by the name of Michael Wick, he runs the is director of the Institute on Religious Life. Uh-huh. He came to me and said, look, why don't we create a playlist for Lent? Because so many times at Lent, people walk into Mass on Wednesday and they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to give up? I don't know. Uh, junk food or, 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 or booze or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to give up. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution. Yes. And he said, you know, it's time that we we give back to the Lord. We know Jesus better. And he's right. You know, that's what Pope Francis is preaching on a daily basis, is know the Gospels, know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you spend 10 minutes a day with this program, which is already outlined, mm-hmm. you read each day, two chapters a day, you'll read all four Gospels by Holy Saturday. Beautiful. All four. Beautiful. And at that point... If you miss a day, it's not like you had a hamburger and you gave up junk food and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do a better job next year. Uh-uh-uh. It's a very forgiving program. You're allowed <laughs> to read twice as much to 
while. The goal is to read all four Gospels during Lent. Yes. And we would prefer people to do it every day. And if they can get up in the morning, and you know, especially the first part, Mark, you can listen to it. Put mm-hmm. the iPad or your smartphone or whatever on your kitchen table, press play, and uh, make your toast, get some juice or coffee, and, and, and start your day it. that way, rather than listen to the radio. Beautiful. And even more importantly, I think, is if we can encourage families to do this together. Mm-hmm. Catholic parenting. Get, get back to the family uh, together for at least a little while. Start your day off together, listen to the gospel, and then go off on your day, and you know, it gets you in the right frame of mind for a, for a successful day. Beautiful. Okay, Mike, that's a lot of information. I, I, I know people are listening, and, uh, and I know that you're driving. You're on your way from Chicago to Detroit. So um, we're going to leave it there, but we're going to leave all this information with everybody so that they know if truth and life, if they put it in their search engine, they'll find it, but it's truthandlifeapp.com, correct? That or, as we discussed, downloadjesus.com. If you're, if you're absent-minded, it's pretty easy to go easy to, to remember. I know. Com as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Michael, for all the work that you've done for, for making it available for free. I know that that takes a lot of effort and a lot of support from a lot of people that are helping you. So thank you for that. And, uh, and, and uh, thanks for the challenge, the Lenten challenge. One, I have one last thing I want to add, Deacon Pedro, yes. and, and that is that we've added uh, Spanish text for this ah, program. Yes. Uh, very important. Uh, it has not been available till now, and we are putting the fishing touches on that, and that will be something that if you have the app already, you'll you'd be informed that there is a, an upgrade. It doesn't cost anything. It's just going to be a different landing page, and you're going to have it in Espanol. So, so same thing. Download Jesus, DownloadJesus.com, but we'll, we'll have the Spanish option for people like me. The option for Spanish, uh, text only, and just the four Gospels right now. We will have the uh, rest of the 69 books later in the year. Excellent. Hopefully soon. Oh, that's great okay. news. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. God bless you, and uh, happy Lent to everybody. Thank you. Michael Stark is a producer of Truth and Life Dramatized Audio Bible and the Truth and Life app. You can learn more uh, about that and and actually download the app at truthandlifeapp.com and be sure to join the Lenten Challenge at downloadjesus.com. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Marie Miller, with Song of a Martyr from her album, You're Not Alone. Our freedom, he wants our homes. He demands us to worship a thing made of gold, but we won't. At the sound of his music, he wants us to dance and forsake our faith for the sake of a But we won't Brothers, we are not so
Song of a Martyr from her album, You're Not Alone. Marie Miller is classified, and I love how we classify artists. She's classified as a modern folk singer-songwriter who often blends a mesh of modern folk, pop, and country. But that probably means nothing to you because you just heard two of her songs. So that's what matters. Now, what you don't know is that her 2007 song, Cold, remained on the Christian music charts in the United States for four months. And the title song of her latest album, You're Not Alone, is currently number two in the Christian adult contemporary and the contemporary hit radio chart, also in the States. So whatever she's doing, she's doing it well. And I'm very pleased to welcome Marie Miller now to the Salt and Light Hour. Marie, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here. It is. It's good. I'm, I'm always excited when, when I get to meet new artists. And you're not that new. I mean, you're new, but you're, not, you're new to me. And that's very right. exciting. <laughs> um, so tell me, y- what was growing up in the Miller household like? Growing up in the Miller household was amazing. Um, oh. Still amazing, I have to tell you. I, I live at home. So oh, nice. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes, I have uh, nine siblings, and eight of us are, are at home. I live, I have an apartment in Nashville, but I really try to be at home as much as possible since wow. I'm on the road so much. So, so yeah, so I'm there. I'm the oldest at home, and um, I've got um, three sisters under me, all um, in school at Christendom College in Front Royal, okay, uh, Virginia, and then a bunch of brothers and a little sister who's seven, and it's just really fun. It's very loud, of course, all the time. Oh my goodness! Food. 
um, and uh, lots of uh, music, <laughs> and um, we yeah we have a good time. So you're the el- you're the oldest. You said the oldest of nine. I'm actually I'm the third oldest oh, okay. of ten, so the I'm th- oldest at home. Yeah. I see. Okay, you're the third oldest of ten. So your parents are saints, is what you're saying. No. <laughs> I think so. Oh, good. Sounds like it. So um, you mentioned there's uh, lots of music at home. Um, Were you, you know, did you have to do piano lessons when you were little? How was that? Yes, I did. We we definitely were strongly encouraged, um, as my parents would word it, to practice (laughs) piano. Uh, And uh, we um, all could play different instruments. We kind of could pick an instrument too along with piano so I picked mandolin and guitar okay um yeah and uh yeah I thought mandolin was was kind of a unique instrument but yes. my 21 year old sister has now been playing the harp for a few years Beautiful. so that always trumps in the house for like the coolest instrument because it's like you know bigger than she is right um, I think the bazooki bazooki is pretty cool tell me about the bazooki Oh, the bazooki is cool. Bazooki is a uh, a lot like a mandolin. It's it's an octave lower. Uh-huh, it has a... that really fun kind of cool Greek sound. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, I love that. I, I I don't get to play it enough. No, I and and you just picked that randomly. It's, your 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 family's not Greek, is it? We're not. <laughs> okay. Um, people oftentimes think that I look Greek. So mm. I've actually had people say like, "Are you Greek?" Are you and Greek? I'm like, no, I just like the food. And the yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and the weather. Good. So, so clearly a musical household, uh, faith-filled household as well, Catholic household. Yes. Yeah. Um, very Catholic. Um, we, we're very blessed because we live in, a, in an area in Virginia where there's a lot of big Catholic families. Oh yeah. And that just always seemed very normal to me. You mm-hmm. know that you know the rosary was a part of your daily life. Mass was a part of your daily life. Uh-huh. Um, adoration. Um, you know, it was just, I thought that was normal, kind of, you know, and then yeah. um, now I, I do I do pop and Christian music. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, especially when I'm on the road doing pop, you really see that that is actually very extraordinary, very different um, today, and so I'm just even more grateful for my parents. I just, like, want to call them every night <laughs> after I'm on the road doing pop stuff and say, thank you so much. Oh, uh, that's for, so sweet for being so awesome. Uh-huh. Now, did you were you always okay with the faith? Did you go through like a little rebellion in your adolescent years or or not? Um, a very tiny one probably <laughs> in comparison. Um, yeah. but you know, I I um had a lot of friends growing up that were good kids and we were mm-hmm. all kind of, you know, okay, we, of course we go to church, you know, whatever. And there was about I think we're 14, 15, 16 um when it really with decision time, I felt like we're like, okay, so is, this, is your faith going to become your own, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or are you going to let it go and it just be kind of part of your heritage, or is it going to be part of your life? Right. And um, I was really blessed to have older siblings that were making had already made that decision really in their life, right. and I. Uh, so yeah, so so still yeah, definitely you know, growing up. Um, it's I'm always I, I, now. I, now I can tell my parents they're like, "Oh yeah, about one time I snuck out of the house." <laughs> you know, what I mean? they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, right. But uh, in general, I, I think I, I think I was probably a pretty good good kid overall. Probably now. Probably. Um, um, wh- when did you start writing music? Were you playing in church? Like, how did how did your sort of public musical career begin? Right. I started songwriting actually around that age when um, we're talking about choosing your faith as your own. My first song that I wrote was called The Road, uh-huh. and um, it was a song about 
um, about heaven. Hmm. And um, I say, uh, of all the wor- all the roads the world has has chose, I, I choose the road that leads leads me home. Mm. And um, that was kind of, that was the first song I wrote, and it's been really cool because it's been a part of my musical journey, um, this idea that everything that I'm doing is hopefully, um, you know, bringing me one step closer to, to home, to right. heaven. Um, and uh, yeah, so and then I, I started performing around 12 uh-huh. Um, so even before I was songwriting, I was performing, and yeah. so it's been about, I'm 24 now. Right. So, so I'm trying for 12, 12 years. 12 years. Now, you mentioned that your all your siblings, or most of them, play instruments as well. Did you play together? Do you play with a band? Are they your band? Like, Ooh, that no? would be so cool. It would be? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Sometimes my sister, Tess, is a 21-year-old. She will play harp when we do liturgical right. music. Yes. Um, which is really cool. And then my sister, Justina, mm-hmm. um, is older than me. She used to play with me all the time, and now she lives in San Diego and is very busy oh, um, and can't. So, so it is that, just kind of me on my own. <laughs> right. Okay, now, would you, uh, and I, I know your, your music is, is played on Christian stations. Do you see yourself as a Christian artist or, as a, a, or, a, or just a musician that happens to be Christian? How do you see that, uh, right. your, your mission as ministry? Um, you know, it's interesting. I I would say I'm an artist in the um, J, JP2 sense in his letters to in his letters to uh-huh. artists. Yeah. Um, where he says that uh, beauty stirs in us the hidden nostalgia for God, and hmm. that's kind of my mission as an artist is to make beautiful music that will stir in in um, the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. That um, this is a, a call to transcendence. Right. Um, you know, we're very um, easily um, drawn um, by material things and by very fast-feeling pleasures. But I think when we hear beautiful music, um, see beautiful art, um, watch a movie that's inspiring, is that we, we are truly, we want higher things. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a, a sense I would say maybe I'm a Catholic artist, you know, like mm-hmm. where, where it is... Um, not every song that I sing is about God or to God as a worship leader no. in that sense. Um, but ultimately, I really hope that that my music does lead people, mm-hmm. um, you know, towards Him to something greater. Do you um, do you do worship? Like, are you? Would you consider yourself as a worship leader? Do you do that kind of work? Every once in a while, I do. I really, really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do when it comes to um, that sort of thing, is is um, singing for adoration. Right. Um, yeah, I love that, um, you know, where you're in adoration and there's music maybe at the beginning and in the middle yeah, and at the end. Of That's course. just one of the coolest things. I love doing that. I don't do it very much. Mostly it's my, you know, singer-songwriter yeah. thing is what I'm doing. But of I do course. enjoy enjoy it. Of course, and you're you're definitely busy. You're today. You're at the Behold Conference in in Illinois, and you're going to be in Austin on March 12th, Minneapolis March 20th, Atlanta. That's all over the place. March 21st, back to Virginia. March 21st, Connecticut. April 12th, Charlotte, North Carolina. May 3rd. Um, uh, that's what you do, right? You're just yeah. <laughs> I know, and, and even even as we're speaking, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's just been about five more dates added. 
to that. Great. Um, so, yeah, which is good. So I'm excited. Yes, I, I, the whole conference is just incredible. I mean, I'm so happy. Yeah, to we learned here. all about it's it last, yeah, we learned all about it last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, oh, um, that's great. So if people want to book you for an event for adoration or for anything, they can do that. They just go to your website, mariemillermusic.com. And they can yes, exactly. get that information. Okay, good. We're going to leave it there then. Um, I, I'm really enjoying your music. I'm looking forward to getting more of it. And uh, awesome. and uh, th- it's been great chatting with you and, and meeting you. And, and maybe, hopefully, our paths will cross one day. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to talk to you. You can learn all about Marie Miller. You can buy her music or book her for your event at her website, as I said, mariemillermusic.com. She's also on Twitter. Be sure to follow her. And on Facebook. Be sure to like her on Facebook. And here now is Marie Miller with the title track of her album, You're Not Alone. from her album of the same name and that will take us to the end of the program remember that if you tuned in late you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio that's also where you can listen to uninterrupted music all day long on our four Salt and Light Radio playlists contemporary music on Salt and Light Radio 1 easy listening on Salt and Light Radio 2 world music on Salt and Light Radio 3 and children's music on Salt and Light Radio 4 Christian music like never before. Our Salt and Light Radio playlists are made possible thanks to the wonderful support from artists like Marie Miller. So just go to our website and learn how you can listen to online or on the go on your mobile devices. And to be entered into our weekly draw, go to saltandlighttv.org radio and stay connected with us. All we need is your name and email address. Next week, we're going to be giving away a copy of Marie Miller's You're Not Alone. You can also write nice things about us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash slradio1. Share your posts, share our posts, post your own comments, invite your friends to like us, and like our page. That's how it's done. And while you're there, also visit me on Facebook, Deacon Pedro, or follow me on Twitter, at Deacon Pedro GM. Thank you for your generosity, for your prayers. This program is completely free thanks to donations. So thank you for considering us when you're making your charitable contributions. And thank you for listening. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. You're not alone.